When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Clap, clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. Let's talk to our guy, Kyle Newbeck, right now. How you doing, Kyle? Hanging in there, guys. How we doing? Good, pal. Super. So, Kyle, let's let's start with this. Where does this start for the Sixers? And here's what I mean by that. They're considering a lot of things simultaneously. Do you think it starts with, I'm speaking from their standpoint, we want James Harden back, therefore it's as simple as just saying, we know what we're going to offer him and we'll put it out there and he'll probably say yes. Um, Or is it, we're trying to do other things, we actually prefer things other than Harden, Harden is actually a fallback if we can't get and a crazy deal for John Moran, or we can't get Zion Williamson, or we can't, like, to what extent do you think they're trying for all the other things, or to what extent do you think they're just locked in on Harden? So I do think plan A is James Harden. I think some of that is because at this point, if we're looking at the expected market here and what we're hearing coming out of Houston, I don't believe that there is a, a max offer out there for James. Mm -hmm. And so this is a situation where they go in there equipped with that knowledge and say, Hey, we can maybe get James on a a two plus one with a player option at less than max money, or maybe they get them on a two year contract and it's a little bit inflated in terms of the salary number, but you're only locked in for two years. So, you know, James Harden's legs go out from under them or they're not happy after two years both parties can move on. So I I think they're in a pretty good position with him specifically right now. Now that's if you think that bringing James Harden back is a good idea in the first place, which I know not everybody agrees with, but it's my understanding, my belief that that's plan A for them right now. And where are you, your personal opinion of plan A, if it's two years and as you mentioned, the, you know, the third year option, Hundred to one hundred and thirty million dollars. I think that's unwise. What's your opinion? I think if you get him on a basically the same salary number that he's at right now, I think that's fine. I think where you get into trouble is if you're paying him, you know, forty-five million, fifty million. You're really pushing it into you know expensive territory with this new collective bargaining agreement, where teams are going to get punished for having inflated salaries on their books. I think if if James is on a salary that you can move, that you can trade him if things go wrong, 
if he's unhappy, if he becomes a malcontent for whatever reason, doesn't like the coach, doesn't like Joel Embiid anymore, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is probably the best compromise option if they could get him to agree to that kind of deal, because we still don't know, you know, maybe James Harden just decides, Hey, I'm going to Houston anyway. And that's still the big wild card in all of this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Kyle, Friday we were talking about, hey, Daryl Morey needs to earn his money, find the secret move that reinvigorates this Sixers organization, and then we heard a rumor that John Morant might be uh, a possibility. What's the likelihood of a secret move, Kyle? I, I would say pretty low, at least a move of that caliber, I would say pretty low possibility. But I would remind people that Daryl Morey around the draft has been very active during his three years here. You know, the one year he just kind of sat there, took Tyrese Maxey, and you know that was that. But they made a trade for Seth Curry, who was a big contributor for them. They traded Al Horford on draft night, first first draft he was here. Traded for DeAnthony Melton using their only first round pick last season. So. You know, he is a guy who likes the wheel and deal. Now, they are not equipped with a first-round pick this year. And I think the big thing right now is they're probably trying to get into this draft. This is a deep draft with a lot of young talent that's going to get pushed down by the big names at the top of the lottery. So I would keep an eye on draft night, especially because there's more urgency to make moves for the entire league mm-hmm. before the trade rules change as mm-hmm. of July 1st. Hmm. So, so the Ja Morant thing, how real is that possibility? I just, I have not heard anything to the effect of, of Ja Morant being, you know, on their wish list. but also it's hard to know with him right now because he's a guy that mm-hmm. we don't know if he has his head on straight. I mean, he's put out several apologies now. He's obviously in, hot water with the league, suspended for 25 games. And so he is, you know, in theory, if Memphis were to say, look, we're just, we're not dealing with the headache anymore. He's the type of ultra talented by low candidate that I think would appeal to somebody like a Daryl Morey or, you know, frankly, any GM. Kyle, Kyle, you know know who pulled that off and it was different circumstances. I don't want to be clear. Not as, not nearly as bad as the job thing, but Chris Webber, people forget. I mean, he was a wizard. Forget after yeah. Golden State. He was a, I mean, he was way too good to be traded from Golden State to Washington and then Washington to Sacramento. But he was known as a pain in the ass. He was known as being difficult early. Sacramento took a shot, and they had the best era of their, of their franchise, and they almost won a championship. And they would have, by the way, if not bad calls in Game 6 versus L.A. So sometimes you can snag someone who's really good, and it's gone haywire, and you just swoop in there. It's not. I, I think it's not inconceivable. Let me ask you this, Kyle. Joel Embiid, and I'm going to ask you this from one of two standpoints, either what you can report on or what your instincts tell you. What do you think Joel Embiid wants? All these names we're talking about, James Harden, Bradley Beal, all these other guys, 
take a year off, meaning a pause year, don't sign anybody, go get them two years from now when you have the salary cap reset, try to attack it that year. What do you think Joel wants? I just think it's simple. I think he wants to win. Like, I, I don't think it matters to him so much, like, who it is necessarily, if it's James Harden coming back. But do you think he wants Harden? Let me put it another way. Do you think he wants Harden? I mean, we know he wants to win. Does he want Harden? Does he like Harden? Does he believe in Harden? What does your gut tell you there? Yeah, I think he does like James. I think his end-of-year press conference, he essentially said, you know, that was an easy case for him to just, like, throw James under the bus or – make snippy comments or whatever, but his first instinct at the podium in front of the public was to say, we have unfinished business. Like I, I want him back. And so you, you guys know as well as I do, Joel is not exactly shy when he's in front of a microphone to say what he thinks happened and to tell it like it is and say, you know, I, I don't know, maybe we'll go in another direction, but he did not go that way. He said, we have unfinished business. James was really good for this team. He's been publicly supportive of him over and over again. I do think he wants James back, and maybe that's because there are not a lot of options otherwise, but I, I do think in his heart of hearts he would like to have Harden back. Kyle, we have so many Sixers that are free agents, guys like Jalen McDaniels and George Yang and Shake Milton. Uh, which complementary players must remain for this team, in your mind? Or none of so, them. <laughs> I mean, I, it depends on what their other options are to sign and trade, and we'll see what... Uh, it seems pretty likely Tobias Harris is getting dealt. So, you know, whatever comes back for him, I think will determine what they do with the free agents. But I, I think Jalen McDaniels and Paul Reed are the two guys I would put at the top of the list. They're in the mold of players that they need, younger, athletic, hungry to, you know, grow into their roles. I think those are the type of guys you really need to hold on to tight right now as they try to shift this team around Joel and, potentially James Harden. Look, if you can get George Niang and Shake Milton back on team-friendly deals, great. But I think Shake is probably a goner based on the role shrinking that he's seen during his time here. And Niang is a, a wild card for me. I think he, he would like to come back, but it's all going to depend on the money that he's getting on the open market. And we also, Kyle, have today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armin's sizzling summer sell-down has arrived, and so has the all-new 2024 Chevy Trax, starting at only 21995 Find new roads at armandchevy.com. Kyle, what's the answer to this question? Did the Sixers make a mistake not trading for Bradley Beal? Yes or no? No, I don't believe they did. I, I think he is making far too much money for the caliber of player he is right now. I do think that it was worth thinking about, maybe more than they did. They expressed that they were out on, on the Beal sweepstakes fairly early. But, it, yeah, I just I don't think he's as good as his reputation suggests, and we'll see how it works out in the end. Kyle, wonderful job, man. Love your work. PhillyVoice.com. Love having you on the show. Thanks, pal. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Bye. it, man.